Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, and with me tonight, Brother Michael Messner, Brother Rocco, Brother Henry. And I just want to quickly explain that commercial that I did that is going out before all of our podcasts. I've been asked multiple pe- by multiple people how to start their own podcast, so I figured I'd throw it in there. Um, I get many messages about it, so I wanted to throw that in there. Let's give some shout-outs to Lynx Reisner. Uh, he had an idea, and I'll tell you how this all came about. I put on the last podcast that I would love to get punched in the face by a kangaroo, so... I went to Rafferty. I'm like, I would love to get punched in the face by a kangaroo or whatever. We should do something like that for charity. And Rafferty kind of went back and forth with me about how kangaroos don't punch. So I got a hold of Lynx and I said, hey, do kangaroos punch? And he said, yeah, they kick more than they punch. But, uh, yeah, they still punch you. Simultaneously, I called uh, Rafferty back and I said, see, they do punch. And he said, uh, I just called the Beardsley Zoo to find out if uh, – the Beardsley Zoo in Bridgeport has a, a kangaroo. So he was actually trying to set it up for me to get punched in the face by a kangaroo. But they don't have a kangaroo, so Lynx gave a great idea about dressing Rafferty in a kangaroo outfit and letting him punch me in the face. You might want to get hit by a kangaroo instead of Rafferty. I don't know. I don't know. The kangaroo might be better. Oh, man. So, uh... Basically, that's what we're uh, we're looking to do. Is I'm thinking maybe a, a charity idea. I don't know how much money we'd raise for it, At but least I thought ten grand. In the... <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how Rafferty thought like the Beardsley Zoo. Uh, it's the closest insurance, zoo. Insurance the... <laughs> policy's gonna let them. You know. Oh yeah, here's George. Let's go walk in the in the. Pack I here. imagine if I filled out some sort of a form <laughs> saying <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna hold he, him he's responsible. He's not bad. Uh, come on, if we had thought of this idea a couple months ago. Malloy, we would have made millions in the state alone. No, I, I think I think so. it's like a uh, that's like a nighttime operation. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right, so let's give a toast to uh, Lynx Reisner, brothers, right hand arms, arms, ready, ready, ready. aim, aim, fire, good fire, fire all together, brothers. Viva! 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 We'll get better. We'll get better. They get better. They get better. Next one. Uh, Steve's buddy, Gideon Buckelman, uh, actually uh, just inboxed me not too long ago and said that he just started his Masonic journey today by meeting his local lodge in Amsterdam. I thought that was pretty cool. So I told him, I said, definitely let us know when... You take your entered apprentice because me and Steve are setting up a care package for him. Nice. So that's what we're going to do with that. So, again, next toast. Brothers, right hand arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. You got to say aim or are we just going to be quiet about this? Aim. aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire off. Together, brothers. Viva! 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 Next one. Orson Aubert. I'm sorry if I butcher your name. For liking and following and firing some questions. And he is from Massachusetts. He was actually trying to figure out where he's from. Interestingly enough, um, he's from Massachusetts. I don't want to disclose his town. But in his town, there is a Morning Star Lodge 
up there in Massachusetts. I have, really I have, I've come across this one just in, in my research, and uh, that's awesome. Pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> Is it the same number? No, I don't know. I didn't ask the number. I, I, I so. sincerely doubt it's 47. That'd be interesting. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Tom Pagliaro for his recommending the podcast, as well as Leslie Dyer for his comments and liking the podcast. And all 112 likes we have on Facebook. So with that being said, right hand to arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 One more toast. We'll do four this time because we did two last time. So it's almost like uh, it's almost like a kind of fixes for the last one brother mike tried to try to knock me out with the with he's the still trying one well you know what we had to pass it off because last time henry tried killing everybody in the fucking room so did not reviews hey. from apple here we go ready reviews from apple we got an absolutely fantastic review and i'm singling this one review out above all else and i'll tell you why because this review was freaking awesome <clears throat> this is a review from N Rev Rack. N Rev Rack. And he gives a five star review. Humorous, informative, and it says irreverence. For so long there has been a stark dichotomy, and I'm terrible with Dichotomy. Dichotomy. Thank you. See, this is why I got Rocco here. It's perfect. <laughs> he can fix all my fuck ups. <laughs> Uh, anyway, no. for so long, <laughs> what? No. For so long, there has been a stark dichotomy of Masonic podcasts: either monotone reading of papers or something out of Nickelodeon's game book. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Now there is a show that's crafty, brings its listeners into what fraternal brotherhood should really be: a fine blend of humor, information, and irreverence. Keep up the good work, brethren. That is awesome. So yes, thank you. Very on top of that, I also want to just say that we have had 2,200 people have listened to our podcast episodes. That's, uh, so Steve and his three listeners can kiss my ass. So that's what, uh, <laughs> 1,400 in the last week? Uh, it's it's No, it's just over time. Oh, right. Just over time. So, Last toast, right hand. Brothers, right hand to arms. Arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva! 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 Awesome. So we're done with that. So now we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of this. And the first thing I want to get into... Hold on, i got to bring up my, my pages here because let me tell you, I have been on a wild... I don't want to say wild goose chase. I have been on a... Delve deep down this rabbit hole literally all day long. Did you see Alice on the way down? Uh, i seen Alice. i seen the rabbit. i seen the freaking cards. i seen everything. Um, and this is the connection of Oak Island to the Knights Templar as well as Freemasonry. I gotta admit, all I did was <coughs> watch the last episode. <laughs> um, so I want to go through this. And for those listening, I encourage you to... Um, I, I can put it up on the Freemasons podcast. The problem is that a lot of these images are very tough. And again, I'm, I, it's tough for me to put images up and stuff because I'd have to cite sources and everything. So I encourage you to look it up yourself. So the Oak Island connections to the Knights Templar. 
and we're going to go down this rabbit hole to start. For me, I put them all in chronological order of what I think are the most telltaling, most telltaling, I can't even freaking speak now, and I, I didn't even get to the toast, so shit. Uh, the most telltaling things that I believe connect the Knights Templar to the Oak Island mystery. Number one, for me, which really struck a major chord, was the Xena Halpern map. For those who don't know what the Xena Halpern map is, I'm going to bring it up on my computer, and you brothers who are in the room are encouraged to look over my shoulder. Um, if you've seen it, that's great. If you haven't, but it's a map that's in French. Slide over here, Henry. It's a map that's in French. And it's a loose, tri uh, excuse me, it's a it's a French map on which uh, it, it, it depicts basically Oak, Oak Island. And I'll yeah. show you what I mean by that because I have another picture over here that I want to bring up along with it. As soon as I can close these screens down. Here we go. There's the image right there. Don't do that. Give me a minute, fellas. I just got to bring up this thing. But you can see right here. Uh, I also encourage you to go on Google Earth, look at the Xena Halpern map, and put it in right next to Oak Island. And you can see, you see? Oh, yeah, yeah. It sure. looks identical. Yeah, it does. That's my home. This is all Mahone Bay. That's Oak Island. Look, yep. it, almost yep. identical. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the island below it. So you have a map that, that's basically Oak Island. I mean, there's no, there's no other two landmarks on this entire planet that look exactly alike. Like right. two islands with a bay and all the small islands in between here that look exactly like it. And this Xena Halpern map is... It's in French, and it talks about uh, the different uh, geological and or things on Oak Island, like the vault and the pit and all these things. And it's all in French here. You can see it. But the two curious things that I really want to draw attention to on this map is in the upper right-hand corner, it's a bunch of French. And I'm going to try my absolute best to try to speak French Good luck. I took three years and still can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a uh, Sete de pour pour M. Oh boy, called on the Pere Vere de Apprentisoria Orest. I am sorry if you're French listening to the show and I just murdered that, but it's my best. And basically translated, it says loose translation again is. Um, this drawing, this drawing by M. Frangosta Rochefoucauld, a glass of Apprentisora West. The thing that sticks out to me is the name Rochefoucauld. And the reason why it sticks out to me is the name Rochefoucauld is because back in the medieval times, the Roche, there was something called the Rochefoucauld Grail. Interestingly enough, the Rochefoucauld Grail is a four-volume, 14th-century illuminated man manuscript. It contains the Lancelot Grail cycle in French prose, uh, prose. Oh boy, I'm terrible with English. The oldest and most comprehensive surviving version of the Legend of Arthur and the Holy Grail. Two complete versions of the text are held in the British Library, both produced by the same team of artists and scribes. It hides about uh, the hides, in other words, the hides of the book, um, of about 200 cows which have been used for the manuscript's produ production. A few planks of woods and several yards of string have been used for its original binding. The four volumes were created by Flander, Flanders of Artois, possibly for the French nobleman Guy V, Baron of de Rochefoucauld, perhaps around the years 1315 to 1325. 
it continues on and it talks about the baronial arms of the in standard of Rochefoucauld inserted later, perhaps 15th, uh, 16th century, indicating ownership at that point for the four volumes have belonged to the Rochefoucauld family until 18th century, but were dispersed by the 1720s. That's yeah, exactly, uh, Rocco right now is looking at the name. It's, it clearly says the name Rochefoucauld. Interestingly enough, the real story of Arthur was actually son of King Adian king of the Scots in 574 named Artur, A-R-T-U-I-R. Uh, it is my personal belief that this story was revised and coded in the Arthur legends. And what I mean by that is Arthur was always seen king of the Britons, but the real name or the real story of Arthur was actually uh, a Scot. Uh, the, uh, he was a Scot. The son of Ardian or whatever his name was. I have it down here, but I already scrolled up. So I thought that was interesting. Let's move back to the map now. The bottom says, South Indian work, very good, the, lub, the, the lion cub of Talmot. Okay, that's what it says. Translated. Granted, it's all in Le Sud Indien Travail Tres Bon Le Lionesso de Talmot. And again, I apologize. I'm doing my best French here. But it basically means the South Indian work very good, the lion cub of Talmot. Interestingly enough, if you look up Le Chateau of Lamont, it was a castle that was passed to Richard I of England, who was also known as Richard the Lionhearted. Now that is some banana stuff. That really, I read that and I'm like, holy shit. Like, it, it, it talks about a lion. Oh, you're good. It but, talks about a lion cub. But let's use our, you know, just use our common sense and say, you know, these, all these stories, these, you know, they came from somewhere. Right. They came from some shred of truth. Right. Now, I want to also add, while we're talking about this, by no means is any of this translated only or not translated but interpreted only in our way i'm taking it from a i guess you can call it a biased perspective of i believe that the templars and then freemasons had intricate knowledge of oak island and i believe they still do it's coded inside of our ritual this by any means can be picked apart by any historian or anything this i just want to this I, is purely opinion this is purely, purely opinion, opinion for entertainment but i encourage you to look this up because I am not lying about these translations. And again, I'm looking at, you know, Lamont is a name on this map. You also have... Didn't they also find one of the landmarks on there led to what they suspect is underground tunnels last year? Uh, yes, it was the vault, but they, they suspect it. They haven't... It's actually an area in the northern part. It's known as... The, I think it's called the... Uh, uh, I think it's either the... Not the vault, but the... Um, Rocco, you might have to look up. Uh, let's let's it? fact check Where this. Look up. I want you to look up um, Zena Halpern map yeah, in, no. English. In, in okay, English. In English. And in the northernmost part of the of the, I think it's called the trap door or something yes, like the that. Trap door. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's it's actually on the map as well. Zena was the one that pointed out because she believed that's what that was. Because Correct. She was going off other landmarks. So I think it's just interesting. So it, it's basically I have the translation: the vault in the base of the earth. Yes. Um, the angel. There's 
There's a bunch. The stone There's triangle. Uh -huh. That's what they were using to, to base. No, mind you, I also want to add. Enter here. No, I just want to also mention that many of the landmarks that are on Oak Island have been eradicated. They're not there anymore. Uh, reason being is because I'm going to find his name this time because I know talked I, about it this week and I forgot to write. I it down. know he, they butchered his name pretty bad. Uh, I'm going to look up his name right now. Well, it's been it's three centuries of of gold hunters. No, no, he's talking or, about of, the one in the '60s who just leveled the whole. No, but I'm saying area. there's there's three gen there's thirty years of people looking for uh -huh. stuff yeah. in here. So the, the whole island is riddled with pockmarks and tunnels. And well, they said it's everywhere. I think they said a couple weeks ago there's sixty percent of the island that fully hasn't been explored. It's been I, I little bits know. here I and there. The the big areas that have been explored is the swamp and the money pit, because that's where a lot of the money's gone over the years. So. But uh, I can't find it right now. But anyway, there was a digger. I can't remember his name. And he came in and he basically, I'm trying to look it up. Maybe Rocco, you can look it up. It started with um, Dunfield or Dun. You have to look it up, Rocco. But anyway, Dunfield. Oh, I was right. Restall family, Robert Rest Dunfield. Dunfield, yes. to 66. He basically came in and he leveled the island and he yeah, ruined you many. People, you got people down from right from the 1800s. Okay. Going through there. So Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and, and they're finding stuff, like the stuff that they found on the most recent, okay, they found some, some plastic right. piping. Rubber. Um, you know, rubber piping. And obviously the pipe piping they said was there prior to the 50s. Well, you also had the HO stone, which is no longer there, and I'm going to get into that as well. Yeah, but uh, you have so many people going in there that who knows what's original and what's not anymore. Right. So... I want to keep moving on with this, and uh, I want to talk about Zena Halpern continues, and she had an imp interpretation for the 90-foot stone. Uh, I want to cite this, actually. It's a YouTube video, and it's called Oak Island Prophecies, parts 1, 2, 3, and 4, where it talks about uh, Brothers of the Sword. Um, but she also found, and this is just, again, it's an inter there's many interpretations for this stuff, okay? There's many ciphers that talk about gold bullion, 40 feet below, and all this stuff. But there's other people who have also interpreted as well. And she actually found that there are actual uh, geographical locations hidden inside the cipher. I think St. Peter's... Uh, church in northern ireland was one of them also the west bank again i encourage and not the west bank the the west wall in jerusalem was another one so there are she found you know that if you plug these things into a i don't even call it a survey thing whatever and again i don't want to misspeak so i'd like you to watch the video but she discovered that there are actual locations that this is that you, there was hidden numbers of longitude and latitude and whatever numbers that pop into a map and bring up different specific locations on a map, on a global map. So trying to triangulate? Uh, not triangulate it. It's actually places where no. they could potentially show in where they traveled from, no. where they came, where this particular treasure that's buried in Oak Island came from until it eventually made its resting place. In other words, it's a road map from uh, the Holy Lands. Pretty much. Um also, she has the La Formule, which was discovered, which when discovered, uh, states, as an interpretation of it, halt, do not burrow at 40 feet with an angle of 45 degrees, the shaft 
at 522 feet as you enter. And then there's a word that is kind of, I guess, half eh, there, but not. And I'm going to bring that up right here. And Henry, you can take a peek at this. But this is something else that was found. And it's in French, again. And it's called La Formule. And it's supposed to be the formula for how to interpret the 90-foot stone. And it's basically all in French, as you can see. Mm -hmm. And it's been interpreted to read. Now, you can see this right here. Isant. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I'm going to key in on that in a minute. But uh, a thousand... 65 feet reach the chamber, okay? And in one point, there's a word, and I'm terrible at French, but it says isant. I-S-A-N-T-E, okay? And I'm going to bring this up. Isant, right here. See it right here? Yeah, yeah. Isant, yeah. that's the word that was interpreted in French, okay? But it looks like it's a half word. Yeah. So... There are there's people that have interpreted this ison meaning soisson, which is Middle French, which was used between 1400 and 1600. In modern French, is soisson with the, with an X, X rather X, than an X, X, right? Which would basically solidify that her belief that the Templars were there well before. Or, excuse me, somebody was there earlier than uh, previously believed. And I'm trying to actually find it up. I'm trying to bring it up here. Uh, but it basically, what if Isant, or I-S-A-N-T-E, is S-I-O-S-A-N-T-E. And I cite the picture because, so Isant, oh, I'm trying to find it where I have it now. Gesundheit. <laughs> Yeah, it goes into it, right? Like, oh, here we go. I have it up far. here. That's why. Here we go. I'm on the wrong map. I'm on the wrong screen. Here we go. I got it. I'm going to bring up Soisson. It's going to go to the restaurant. And Soisson means it's old. It turns out that it's old middle period French, encompassing a period of 1155 AD to 1600 AD before falling out of use. So when it was spelled with S-O-I-S-A-N-T-E, it eventually became S-O-I-X-A-N-T-E, which is what it's currently used as. Uh, and that means it's basically transcribed as a different uh, depth of digging. But regardless of what the word means, it's Old Middle English, which basically brings it to a different date than what is currently used. You know, because yeah. again, so it brings middle uh, uh, middle yeah. French is used from 1400. So if it's S O I S A N T E, it would be prior to 1400. So it would bring it to the height of the Templars. It would bring it to about the Templar times. Now, let's get into H O stone, and I found this interesting. The H O stone, and if you want to, this is the Ho stone. Yeah, the Ho stone. Yes. <laughs> The H.O. Stone, and, you, and you're welcome to look this up, the H.O. Stone is actually, it looks like it's H with four dots on the outside of a cross, and then an O with a, uh, it's actually with a dot that, in the middle. Is that the one they found a couple of years ago? That was the one that's been found and then lost. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So they haven't found that one. Is. You found it? You is have it over there, Rocco? I thought they broke up. Now, again, I want everyone to look at the H.O. Stone. 
there's something else below it. Too. Yes, there's something else written below it, but it hasn't been deciphered. But just H-O in itself. Yeah. The H-O. If you take the same cipher as the formula, or le formule, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, and you use those same things, dots, two dots above one another means E, the cross means U, and the O with the dot in the middle means S. Now, if you take that H, and let's just say that that middle line in between the H is natural. Let's just say. Yeah. And you get rid of the two, if you get rid of the line in between the H, and it's got two, basically, lines going up and down, that basically brings it to a Roman numeral, okay? That Roman numeral could be deciphered as a D. Hmm. You following me? And that gives you D. That's definitely not an O, though. That's that's a circle. It's an omnipotent is yeah. what it is. It's a circle with a dot in the center. Correct. Yeah. But that could be deciphered as D-E-U-E-S. Deus. Or Deus. 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 Yeah, which is what? Deity? Well, Christian and Templar times, that was the rally cry. Deus volt. Yeah. yeah. God wills it. Uh, even if you did it a different way, whether it be uh, J-E-U-E-S or K-E-U-E-S or X-E-U-E-S or Z-E-U-E-S, it basically still direct, uh, still talks about God. It's still the name. Um, to me, that looks like right? two pillars in an arch in the center. I think there's a P below it, personally. The letter below the H looks I, like a I'm P. not even looking at the second. I'm not even looking at the line. Right? I'm looking at the top. But... If you look at this, it looks like two pillars with an arch now, between it. Curiously like, enough, in that H O stone, okay, even if it spells uh, Z E U E S, which seems to maybe potentially suggest an alternate spelling of the Greek god Zeus, okay, it's still talking about God. Now, deity. the omnipotent itself means a lot. Means yeah, deity. deity. Just in itself means yeah. deity. So, that, that so now you have right basically there. two potential things for deity. Admiration to deity. Admiration to deity. So I just found that interesting as well. And yeah. again, I thought it was interesting with the uh, Deus Volt, which was what the Templar cry was. Which also fits in Rocco's interpretation if the H isn't actually an H, but it's a building. Building devoted to God. Potentially. So let's keep moving. Building. I think it's an archway. Uh, potentially. And we'll get into more of that in a second. Now, did anyway, you say when this picture was taken that you found Rocco? Who knows? No, I don't know. Um, it's just, you know, one of those images. Pops just, up. Right. Let's move on with it, uh, regardless of the fact. Uh, so anyway, again, I encourage everyone to look at what we're looking at and make your own interpretations. Uh, we're not feeding you a line of shenanigans, according to Steve. These are just things that I find that I find are very curious and interesting. Moving on. Let's talk about the cross found at Smith's Cove. The lead one from last year? The lead one from last year was dated and traced to medieval southern France where the lead was mined. Curiously enough, the Grand Master who was on that show, The Curse of Oak Island, uh, talked about how the Templars wore lead crosses around their neck um, with square punch hole circles. Um, and that was the way that the Templars hid gold, is what they would take as gold. They'd pour lead over it, and they'd wear it around their necks. No one would know the damn difference. But I found that interesting. But, it, I mean, if you look and... Uh, i got to find the actual the prison that they were in. Uh, and I'm going to look that up right now. 
Uh, Rocco, maybe you could look that up for me. The Templar, it's a cross that basically looks exactly, I mean, almost exactly. Oh, I got you. Yeah. You got it? From the from the Templar prison Pr and it, the comparison. Yes, in Dome, about. France. Yeah. Look at it. It's almost identical. I yeah. mean, almost identical. It's basically a Templar cross for the most part. I mean, without... You know, I mean, it's I a cross regardless. That the, the head is misshapen on both. Yeah, the head is misshapen That's, on both. That would probably be from when they punched it. No. No, it's it's no, no, offset. No, no. It's offset, offset to a side. On purpose. And I'm, I'm trying to mm -hmm. think. Is, is that, that to represent Jesus? No. It, it's almost like it's someone's head. It's almost like it's a Well, head. now, if you want to get into the actual... And I, I don't want to talk this about it, it. No, this it, it, the one that's on the wall, the one that's on the prison, definitely looks like a head. Well, it looks like someone's. But looks like Jesus. Well, let's ex let me explain. And again, I'm not going to get too deep into it. But in the Knights Templar of Freemasonry, when you give, it, it talks about Jesus when he was on the cross. Uh, one hand was 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 depressed, the other up in the air, and his head was inclined to his side. Yep. I and mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Yo, no, you can see his head is defined right. to the side. Look, take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. It, it, I mean, it's yeah. It's and and on the uh, on the lead cross, you can kind of see it's offset that way. Huh. Yeah, it, it's, and one one arm is longer than the other. No, I, I don't necessarily think that's a mistake. I'd also want to add on to that. You're not going to have English soldiers or French soldiers wearing jewelry. That's that's lead of a cross around their neck. You're just not going to have that, yeah, especially if they're in uniform. If if anybody's ever seen an, an English uniform from the 1700s, because I mean, oh, the thing is that oh yes, that you know, well, the English were there and the pirates were there and everything. They wore tight collars. They they didn't have jewelry hanging on their necks. Well, like they couldn't, it was like out of you know that's right. It, yeah. No, no. And they not. also wear the scarf around their neck, so you wouldn't wear a cross because you're not going to see it anyway. Um, Pretty sure they had no rights to right. jewelry. That's just an interesting thing about the cross. I want to move on to the next thing. Coconut fibers. Oh, boy. Here's the thing with the coconut fibers. And I find this extremely... Everybody thinks coconut fibers... They were making oh. pina coladas the whole... <laughs> just no, saying. But, but in a, on a serious note, coconut fi fibers are not just found in the Caribbean. There's, if you look on a map, you can see that it is basically a belt. And coconut can be found actually in the Middle East, specifically around the banks of the Red Sea, all the way up into the Gaza Peninsula, or whatever it's called. The um, I think it's the Gaza Peninsula. The Strip. Not the Gaza Strip, because oh, okay. that's up further. Uh, but the Gaza the Triangle there, whatever it is. I think it's the Gaza Peninsula. And all the way down, basically... The coast of Saudi Arabia, and actually the most, the coconut, you can look this up and fact check me if you want, Rocco, but look up where the most coconut exports come out of. It's southern. Well, I don't think it matters because, I mean, even if it, the Templars are smart, right? So, yeah, you're saying, okay, that they, these are places that they can get coconut fiber from. It doesn't matter because if they encounter coconut fiber, even if they're trading. Well, that's what I'm saying. In trade. Again, everybody everybody thinks that the Muslims and the Christians didn't interact of in the Holy Land. During, of course they did. They like, had to make money. Even the American <laughs> soldiers when we invaded Iraq, 
intermingled yeah, we do it with today. the populace. You have to do it. I mean, you have to kind of part of the part of the reason why we lost Vietnam. Well, part of the the, the thought process when we were in Vietnam is to win their hearts and minds. Granted, it didn't work, but that's always been any conquering army's thing. Is you can't go into a nation and just be a bunch of assholes. You have to actually make nice with the people because they will revolt and throw you the fuck out. And that's why Britain got kicked out. But to my point, that's there was trading that was going on in the middle in the in the Middle East during the time of the Crusades. So yeah, they're going to run into coconut fiber, and perhaps if they find coconut fiber and they say, "Hey, this so would be great for," they know what they can gonna, use it for. If I'm going to build something on an island, I'm going to bring my resources. On top of that, that's it. It's all. It was the packing fire. It was the packing. What are the the little packing popcorns of peanuts. the day? Packing peanuts. And they yeah. also yeah. had what lime? They had probably right. lime. They had lime. barrels of that stuff. So it's not far fetched to think that you know the coconut fibers may have come from the the Middle East Peace. trade, and actually, the coconut fibers were dated from twelve hundred to fourteen hundred. Kind of about the time. I mean, don't forget. Everybody thinks that, oh, we lost Jerusalem in 1187, and that was the end of that. No. They were in the Holy Land. The last crusade that, that we lost. But if they knew they were declining. But the Templars themselves yeah. left in 1291. That's if when the Acre fell. they knew they fell. were declining anyway, they would have stockpiled stuff. Correct. Um, There's vast treasure shows we know in Acre alone that they had. Yeah, they had all kinds of tunnels and everything there. Moving on from the coconut fibers, let's get into Nolan's Cross. It is an obvious relevance to Christianity. Yeah. Obvious. I don't have much on that, but, I mean, you're not going to have English soldiers coming, or, or French soldiers, or whatever, pirates, yeah. coming to the island, and, hey, while we're here, let's make a giant fucking cross. Like, it just it's not something that pirates, English soldiers... Or French soldiers, or any soldiers, would sit there and, yeah, let's do this. This sounds like a good idea. It also matches up with the Tree of Life, which was a Muslim belief that coincidentally just matches up with each point of the cross. We're actually going to tie into that, and I'm actually, I'm hoping Rocco's got something, but I'm going to tie into that in the yeah, Masonic link of it. Uh, I, I, I mean, this is getting into sacred geometry. It's getting into... Yeah, yeah. We'll get into I'll tie life. into that more. Yeah. You are right, though. If you look at it know, just from you a... You know, I think a lot of this is done after the fact sometimes. I'm not saying this is. I, You know, okay, mm -hmm. the coincidences could be that strong. Well, it's always been speculated that's one of the things that the church wanted the Templars to keep quiet. The knowledge of the or tree of life. Or could that just right. happen? You know, the Templars are so connected to God, right? That they were told to put their stuff here. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, to me, it seems like a... Uh, it seems like to me it's a get the fuck out of Dodge thing. I mean, to and me it seems like you're the time to do the sacred geometry to because they had to. I I firmly believe. Of the place. I firmly believe that they dumped the shit off at Oak Island and buried it in the ground so that no one would find it. But they coded it so that a future period would find it. Because I believe it's earth-shattering. And I've, I talked about this in the last podcast. I think it's, in my personal opinion, it's something, it, I believe it's cuneiform tablets that predate uh, the Catholic Church and their beliefs. And I, I really think that it's stuff that would be earth-shattering that for them, in their minds, were saying, the world is not ready for this. Or it would just destabilize them entirely. 
And then, you know, but then I go immediately to, okay, what are the chances of still there? You know, all these idiots driving, pile driving things uh, into the ground. You well, know, did they already destroy it? Well, supposedly they use cement. That's what the biggest thing is. There's a big giant cement. I don't forget, if they have lead crosses, I'm sure they got a big lead plate in the ground, too. And they've actually, there was a couple stories about their uh, explorers banging into an iron plate where they couldn't get through. Even when they were trying to jam those uh, things down, the the caissons into the ground, they were hitting things and be like, what the, like, and it actually shredded the teeth off the bottom. Now, yes, could it be granite or bedrock or something like that? Sure. But you would have some sort of of rock. I get it. Anybody, you smack a you smack a rock. I don't care what kind of rock it is. With a hammer, you're gonna get shards of rock. There was nothing on the bottom they got of this no case. Rock dust. They brought no rock. They dust got no up. rock dust so up there. You'd have chunks. Solid. I mean, you're yeah. still gonna break off a piece. You're, yeah. it, when they go down there and they're hammer grabbing everything, you're gonna have. Ch- oh well, look at that thing. Yeah, that's a chunk of granite. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going to bed dreaming of this forty foot square <laughs> diamond. <laughs> um, I want a piece of that. On this? <laughs> well, uh, George Rocco's Brown, convinced it's a diamond. I'm not feeling it's a diamond. They pulled but. it up last season. Even even the teeth that were destroyed that got jammed with the other teeth, there was no rock in it when they pulled it up. Right. So that's telling me something that's not natural is. Down I there. think that if they, I think they went through great lengths to preserve what's down there. Uh, and again, I'm not going to delve into the I whole. Don't know. I think if it was lead, you're going to see the lead on the teeth. You're gonna see lead. It could, but if it's iron, you're not gonna see anything. You're gonna see broke ass teeth if it's iron. And again, they had iron, so it's not far fetched from that. Because ten to one, the teeth probably are part iron too. All right, let's get back to this. Back on track. There is supposed castle remains at New Ross. Is anybody lucked into this? The city of New Ross or town of New Ross. Uh, there is supposedly, and I, you can look up images of Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, New Ross, Nova Scotia Castle. And you, if you, there's older pictures that actually are squared out, which it looks like the, the foundation of a castle. And one of the images I want to show, if I can find now, it. Now, who do they suspect built it? And there's tunnels there, too? I believe I'm so, re- yes. Re- yep, 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 yep. There's tunnels there. Mm-hmm. There are more... Tunnels were found, and then if you start looking, and again, okay, uh, New Ross Castle is 14 miles from Oak Island. It's 14 miles from Oak Island. Actually, if you go oh, to, we've been tracking tunnels to and from the castle site for years. Yeah. Now, nice. Here's what I want to bring this is up. Like totally Templars. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, if you look, there's actually an image. Uh, it's an older image. It's kind of in black and white, but you can see what looks like the foundation of a castle that remains there. I actually have a picture on my computer here that, and actually it was on, uh, again, I want to cite the, the show, Oak Island. They found a stone, and actually I have the image right up here. It's a stone that they found what looks like a Templar cross the on it. cross? What? No, 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 no. No, no. Right here. Take a peek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one that they it's did. It's a the stone right on. Yeah. that was outside the castle that looks, or the, the what's supposedly the, the castle. Is that no, 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 no. Come no. over here, Rocco. I'll show it to you. I'm, I'm actually reading the same place, same place, but I'm reading about the well. Yeah, there's a well I'm there too. I'm actually interested in the well, the Holly Well, mm-hmm. and apparently, um, has the best water in all of New Ross and never went dry. It's also the only safe water to drink in the area, and it's been a mystery for years. 
I'm sitting here thinking, what kind of knowledge did they have back then (laughs) to to just, let's knock a well in and put it in the perfect spot. We know our ancestors had technology. Come on, they were building cement that hardened underwater. We still have trouble doing that today. So... So that was just interesting, like, you know, there's stories of castles, and I'm sorry, but every story has a glimmer of truth. Uh, one of the other things is, and one of the, my last thing was uh, the Mi'kmaq tribe and their flag looks pretty much identical with the exception of a couple things, uh, similar to the battle flag of Henry Sinclair. The Sinclair family, uh, along with the Rochefoucauld, were actually very, the Knights Templar. You can look any of that up as well. So, and it talks about how Prince Henry Sinclair went on a long uh, voyage. Uh, that's a whole nother. I want to separate that from Oak Island because Prince Henry Sinclair's voyage is is all over uh, the East Coast. Didn't they suspect he went in probably in the middle of the country too? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again. I'm not going to get into that now. Uh, but he was. He talked about a voyage. And how he went to other lands or whatever, and he, you know. You know what's crazy about this, this castle site? Look at the road, drives right along the red line on the, you know, on Uh a a right angle to uh, Oak Island, basically. And it's basically the, the layout of the land is based off of this castle. And that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Purpose building, and, and and it's it's like a straight line. It's like an arrow pointing to yeah. Oak Island. It's ridiculous. Now my and it's got is, the opening, the gate, the open gates, right, are mm-hmm. facing Oak Island. Now uh-huh. this has been probably an area where they staged when they were building. Could have been. Anything's well, possible. I mean, you're yeah. basically you're. Well, I'm saying they're that, 14 miles away. They're is it sheltered from the, the environment? That's what I'm saying. I mean, no, I think that was their city. I mean, if you think that about it, 14 city, right? miles away really isn't that far. I mean, you could travel that in a day. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's their city. Right. That's where you're getting the supplies. That's where you're... I mean, mm-hmm. look, they've got how much wood in the area mm-hmm. that you're pulling wood out of there. If you're using horses, yeah. So you, they... You travel that in a couple they hours. They also had to... They had to build quarries mm-hmm. for the stone to build the, the castle. You know, you got all this material... And they're pulling it out for the site of the, the land site and everything else. And the road goes in a straight line. If you look at the road, it's right. a straight exact line. Right. So then they're just traveling down the road and bringing the supplies over to Oak Island. You make it a 20-year project or 10-year project. We don't know. So let's get into the Masonic connections. This is where it's going to get fun. I want to state that none of this is a certainty. None of this is a truth. These are things that are curious Masonic connections. So the first Masonic connection, the money pit itself was said to have nine layers of oak planks. Interestingly enough, the Royal Arch degree uses the symbology of three times three. Likewise, during the degree, you symbolically descend into Solomon's temple ruins to search for treasures. And I'll get more into that as well. One of the most important of the side degrees, they call it a side degree, but it's not really a side degree. It's called the Holy Royal Arch, which we will have the occasion to consider further below. Again, I'm reading this from a cited source. 
uh, is considered in great depth below is the Knights of the Ninth Arch, also known as the Royal Arch of Enoch, not to be confused with the Holy Royal Arch, in which is the 13th degree in the system of 33rd degree of Scottish Rite in North America. Contrary to popular belief, Masonic rituals changed and evolved over time and generally have been publicly available since the early 1800s and even earlier for some degrees because disaffected Masons have more or less regularly taken revenge on the Masonic order by publishing the rituals in so-called Masonic exposures. Many of these exposures are now available online. We all know that those shitbag Masons do that. So they go on there, they say, hey, I'm broke. Give me some money or I'm going to tell the Masonic secrets. The Masons tell you to eat shit, violate their oaths, and put it off the internet. The existence uh, of Masonic exposures can be traced North America from, from 1861. Looking at the ritual of the Masonic degree known as the Holy Royal Arch or the Royal Arch degree in the United States, the theme of the ritual of the Royal Arch degree is discovering the lost name of God and accompanying treasure in the vault therein, the ruins of King Solomon's temple during the construction of the second temple in Jerusalem during the years 535 BC to 516 BC. Uh, the discovery is made by a group of searchers called sojourners who discover the vault containing the name of God and the treasure by striking a rock with a crowbar and realizing it is made of the hollow sound. The discovery of the treasure by a crowbar in the Royal Arch degree is the one undoubted Masonic element hinted in the Patrick letter, uh, where you will recall the Onslow company when at 93 feet probed below them with a crowbar and struck a wooden platform at 98 feet, which they interpreted as the roof of the treasure chest or chamber. We, sh uh, we later see that there are also two ambiguous elements mentioned in the Patrick letter, uh, but they also have non-Masonic interpretations, and we will not. I'm not going to worry about them right now. The existence of the singular of a single ambiguous element in the Patrick letter uh, can, of course, be written off with coincidence. I certainly do not suggest the Patrick letter has a deliberate included any Masonic motifs. From what I also understand, they have uh, that it. There's speculation that there was uh, a triangle of wood where the money pit was prior when there was three three Correct. kids, which actually what they um, there were three kids searching, right? Found that found the original money pit. Originally, time. if I remember my story correctly from the first couple episodes of Island, they saw a bright light. They were on an adjacent island. They saw a bright light and were pulled over there, and then. They so something, digging. something attractive, extraordinary, maybe something apple of Eden. You know, something from from heaven came down, and and happened to these kids. I don't know. You don't. You don't. You know, they went and found this, and I think the story was that they dug too, and they hit stuff. Um, Getting on to this, uh, continuing on with that. Interestingly, the tools of the diggers, such as spades, pickaxes, and crowbars, represented the three working tools of the Royal Archmason. Yeah, that, um, that's kind of where, where I was going. Right, and indeed, when 1803, the probers worked uh, to get to the bottom of the pit, they struck what they thought was a treasure chest, boom, 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 you know, similar to the Royal Arch degree. But further uh, further still, other recovering artifacts can be seen, and again, I'm citing this as oakislandtreasure.uk. So that's my site that I'm reading off of. These include a singular 
Uh, these include a triangle stone and the great Christian cross, as well as a hand-worked heart-shaped stone. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Rocco, I want you to look at Templar Ooh. Caves in, in England. There's actually a cave, and I just want the name of it. And I'll give you why. I'll tell you why in a second. The Canton. What's it called? Canton. Canton. Canton, or it's C A Y N T O N. Canton. Uh, it basically there's a Canton. whole bunch of Maso uh, Excuse me, not Masonic Templar carvings on the outside of it. On the inside of it. Excuse me. It's a on cave. The inside, it's, it's you caverns. see them, right? It's caverns. It's caverns. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, on those walls... Well, there are arches. I mean, there's a lot of arches in there, and there's a lot of pillars. Flip your computer around. Let me take a peek at this, just to make sure this is the right one. Uh, no, that's not it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. I'm. Uh, we're trying to bring up the so right stuff know. here so you guys have... Uh, yeah, that's because George just fires stuff off and expects you to know what he's talking about. I don't about. know what that's... <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, though. There's the Knight Templar Caves, but this is the same one. It's kind of like a whole... Rostin Cave. Rostin Cave. R-O-Y-S-T-O-N. Now, I want you to go to the Rostin Caves, and I want you to look. One of the things that the Knights Templar, when they were carving into the wall, cited was a heart. And it was usually the heart in the palm of a hand that was depicted on a wall or just a heart in itself with radiant beams from it. That heart to the Knights Templar represented the Holy Grail. So, again, I'm bringing this up because uh, it talks about one of the artifacts that were recovered uh, included the stone triangle and the great Christian cross, which could be known as Nolan's cross, as well as a hand-worked heart-shaped stone. So this is basically cave that is created, a created cave. Uh -huh. um, now the plates that they're uh, referring to that, that I see, there's some plate section of, of cave looking northwards. Are, these are basically uh, the impressions of the, of the cave, like uh, put to paper. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, there's like Jesus on a cross, there's yep. uh, men with hearts in the center of their yes. heart with crosses. So there, it, it looks like priests. Right. Um, looks like maybe nuns, you know, some type of... But you understand, all now, these same uh, heart-shaped stone found also in a Rostin cave in England, which is attributed to the Templars, also appears on, Ro on Oak Island. Look at dude, that dude's head. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, it's totally... It's totally I'm more looking at that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but his head is the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. It's, yeah, it's it, almost exactly like the cross. Each right. head. but We're looking at images of the Rostin Caves, and again, I want you guys to look at it. Uh, there's somebody, uh, I don't know who. Uh, drawn by Mr. J. Bedlam. Oh, okay. Bedlam. So they've been drawn so that you can actually see them and understand them. Uh, and there's, um, we're just looking at one plate. Um, yeah, right. Um, but there is like an <laughs> arm with. Here's some here's some other interesting things. The strange markings reported on carved on the oak adjacent to the pit can be seen to involve mason's marks. Anybody who knows anything about masons leave a mark, uh, especially if you are a 
if you take the, the, the chapter of Royal Archmasons, the very first degree of Royal Archmasons is known as the Mark Master Mason degree, in which I think Mike is actually going to pop his out right now. You get a penny, and you have to write a Mason's mark, and that is your mark. But you see inside the, inside the uh, keystone, that's Mike's mark as a Mark Master Mason. This was done traditionally... Even back when stonemasons did, stonemasons, in order to know what, what their work was, so if they made a shit stone, their mark was engraved right on the side of it. Well, they got a, they had a punch, right? They, they yeah, it was a punch. They would, they would mark however yeah. they did it. But there's also, so anyway, on Oak Island, they found strange markings that look like mason's marks. Furthermore, if you go to the Royal Arch degree, uh, which we talked about, there are three sojourners... Who, who three worthy sojourners who go down into the temple, or excuse me, the ruins of King Solomon's temple, down into the caves to go search for, for items. The three alleged discoverers of the pit can be seen to represent the three worthy sojourners, where Daniel McGinnis represented the principal sojourner known for the discovery of the secret vault and the royal arch degree. In this ritual, the aspirant is lowered on a rope through the succession of trap doors quite similar to all of the, the the planks that were found. It does not take much to recognize the similarities in this act with the workmen who were occasional hauled up and down the money pit shaft. So, again, I encourage everyone to look into this. Uh, I tell you what, though, I guarantee you, if you're listening, a lot of listeners who are Master Masons are going to start looking into the York Rite because there's so... And this is why I explain to people... Don't just take Freemasonry at face value. Inside of our rituals, there are repeating numbers. There are repeating themes. Everything in our ritual has a meaning. And that's why I encourage people to take the degrees of Masonry, not at face value or, oh, this is shit ritual I got to learn, but something that is means something. There's something behind our rituals. You don't just recite rituals for no freaking reason it's it's to impress upon the memory to explain something to you but masonry is not just going to come right out and tell you ah at about uh, 180 feet there's something buried on oak island come on but they're not just going to come out and tell you you gotta look for this stuff come on there's and, a, there's and, a conspiracy because one of the uh, ones on oak island is a master mason uh, yeah, that's bullshit, though. Because you know what? Not for nothing. Let's get into that while we're talking about it. Here's some other notable Freemasons who have contributed to the Oak Island dig. Richard E. Byrd. Um, the Hollywood cowboy, John Wayne. John Wayne was a contributor. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was actually there digging. And even after he became president, would still have letters and communications trying to get back to find out what, what was going on there. Most importantly, Vincent Astor. The th- Vincent Astor, his father actually died on the Titanic, and he was given the family's fortune, and he dumped it into the Oak mm-hmm. Island mystery. Vincent Astor. And there are, there are many of the family with the name Astor who are Freemasons. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of interesting, interesting connections between Freemasons and... And the Oak Island mystery. It pulls them in. You Not even pulls them in. I think it's people like me. 
done the research and looked into this and said, I mean, granted, if I had a, a couple million dollars, sure, I'd be up there freaking dumping money into the play. I want to know what the hell's down there, right, too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do believe that, that this is Masons who, who have learned about this mystery. They know about this mystery. They've, they've heard incredible things about it. The coincidence between it and Ritual gets a little too much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no doubt that Ritual has changed over time. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, I got books from the 30s that are very different than what we're learning now. Right. got books from 10 years ago that are different from now. I think that pretty much wraps up Oak Island. If anybody's got anything else, Racco? Not really. I mean, it, it is coincidental. A lot of stuff is coincidental, but... There's stuff that no one understands, and, and they're pulling it up right now. I think it's more than coincidental. I think it's things that don't make sense. Why is Rochefoucauld, the last name Rochefoucauld, on a map associated with Oak Island? Who was interested in the Templars? There, there's just too many coincidences. Like, there's too many... It's got to mean something. I mean, it seems to me like it's almost like an engineered island. It, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. Seems like an engineered island. That, that, George brought up that theory in the last podcast because the, the the main theory on the swamp is the swamp is not natural. No. If you ever look at the map, it's not natural because it's not consistent. Usually, when uh, something like a swamp is created, there's consistency in the sediments in that. This definitely looks like it was man-made, mm-hmm. but someone dumped the ship in it, buried it, put earth well, in it, and on top of that. They've also, they took, I remember a couple, I think it was last season, they took uh, the ocean on the outside, and in the ocean you can see where it looks like people were dumping dirt and sediment and shit into the water. So they were actually offloading dirt from the island into the water. It was, how, a, it, was a, it was completely manufactured. Or how about, uh, they said, that this week they introduced the fact that in the 1980 and 87 in the winter, it got so cold, there's these suspicious looking inlets... About 100 to I 200 feet that. out. They had holes. They had holes in the ice. I think that right. there is draining right in because that proves the point that there's it, more it than It represents just moving water. Yeah. Moving well, water. That's what I'm saying. I think I think there was some engineering of of water. Now, mind you, I just want to say, and this is the my opinion. movement of water. And like, you know, basically funneling water around the island. This is just my thing, okay? If it was done by the English and British... It wouldn't have been so intricate. This is people who had time to do this stuff. And as much this was thought out. This was thought out. It's not if the English or British, if the British did it, it would be a giant wall, and you would see it. English, British, and someone would have squealed already. English, British, or pirates never would have went to these extents to bury this thing that deep. We know aren't going to do that. English going to go crazy. Now, mind you, the English were the most powerful empire on the planet. They had the most powerful empire, most powerful army. There's no need for them to hide shit. Or be yeah. We're just going to take it back to England and fuck all you people. Or they'll be- right, yeah. build a big castle right. and put it in there. Come on, but again, head. this is past the time of castles too. Yeah, They built forts at that point. And again, anybody yeah. who wants to see Fort Ticonderoga, that's how they built forts. They were artillery forts. They looked like basically points of a star. Yep, yep. They weren't built into square castles. They, they didn't have, uh, they didn't have um, bastions or anything like that. They didn't have towers. They had it was artillery forts, yeah. angled artillery forts. And, and they, None of that they shows up. High ground and put it on high ground. Right. You're not going to put it on an island. You're going to put it on top of a freaking hill rock. where you can shoot the shit out of everybody on there. And again, you're not you're not going to have pirates going through this 
extent of this is people who had a ton of time on their hand and actually could think this shit out. So if they're living in the in the in the castle 14 miles you're, away. Exactly. You're not going to sit there and build something out of haste. The this is people who had extremely well engineering thing. I'm sorry, but pirates weren't engineers. Nope. They were on the high seas just do so I'm sorry the pirate theory to me makes no goddamn sense. Dig a Five foot hole, uh, you know, five foot deep hole, and and, be and leave your it. shit, and yeah. then come back at a later time to pick it the fuck up. Flag and right. walk away. Right, you're gonna bury it just so nobody knows. You know, Our cases, right, exactly. bases. right, right there. See, see, they're gonna make it easy. The I'm ni- just saying. The Knights Templar makes much more sense to me because think of the Holy Land. How many traps and traps and hidden traps? Well, they 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 were familiar with tunnel yeah. tunnels. On Zedekiah's cave, I brought it up on a prior podcast. Look at Zadok High's cave. I mean, they haven't even explored them now because, again, you're talking thousands, you're talking almost, what, thousand years of just, you know, th- these limestone caverns just falling down on their heads. Back then, they would have kept them clean, but no one's been underneath but in Zedekiah's cave since then. The Templars, the Masons, they were all master builders. Master builders, they absolutely. Were master builders, they were They're smart as shit they when were it comes master to master engineers, and that's, that's all proven because they built all their, you know, they. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we've seen all the stuff that they built. I mean, this is something that is of the level of their complexity. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it makes sense. It's not like the pirates going in there and digging and then putting rows of, of oak beams right. and then another row. It's like if we're sent in the army, uh, army engineers today. If well, you think you about got, it, that's what basically had to they were doing. Pay their staff. Yeah. They had to pay the guys. So... You're not going to get your crew. Pirates are sorry going to stick on the uh, stick around. They're, they're not, not going to stick on the island for that long. No, they're not going to get paid. No, they're not going to stick around that long. They would take that treasure and leave. Right. Any, anything longer than a week, they're going to get it drunk, so, so it's never going to get done. So, let's wrap this up. I think we've pretty much covered it. Um, Eh, I don't Not think we really. beat it to death because I mean you can keep going on this all freaking night long. You can do a whole series on it alone. Next podcast, I want to talk about. The officers of a Masonic Lodge. We're going to get back to less conspiracy or theory, and we're going to get to uh, actually talking about Masonic Lodges. I want to get into each officer station, what they're responsible for, and moving up to the lodge, including how you're elected. I think that's important. I think it's uh, very informative as to actual operative masonry, as we are not operative, but, you know, no, not even. I'm talking about operative mason as we are today. You know, we're how we operate as a lodge. So that's what I think I want I mean, to get into next. Coming time. into masonry, you wonder why yeah. that that meeting is a four hour meeting, right? <laughs> Where we have an election. I just did talk about the officers because I mean, you don't know what the hell a deacon is or a warden is or none of that shit makes sense. So I want to get into the actual officers' positions. And we'll talk about that. Could a we lot, work? a lot of it has faded. Like uh, you know, the the original jobs. Mm. Um, Right, not pe- people don't do them as as concisely right. as they used to. So, all right, so let's wrap this up. All right, so for the Freemasons podcast, I am Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry signing off. Brother Michael Messner, Brother Rocco, Brother Henry, and we'll catch you next time, folks.